for Thursday night, October 12th, 2006. You're listening to episode 5 of the Anime Roundtable. Good evening from Toronto. This is Mike Nicholas. Tonight on the show, we'll talk about YTV's application to the CRTC up here in Canada to start up the Anime Channel. Afterwards, we'll talk about the new EVA projects, new fall shows, and cease and desist. Not necessarily in that order. That's coming up next, online, on the air, and on thecomicden.com. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, technical host, or any other official associations of this program. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. Well, so before we start tonight, being as we're, our studio is in a classroom and all, we should take attendance. So, once I call your name, answer as such. Nicholas? Here. Austin? Present. Kolak? Here, here, here. Sinclair? 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 Well, just uh, just to give everyone a quick explanation on that one, um, our uh, resident fanfic critic and writer, Neil Sinclair, who sits uh, on microphone two to my left, is out sick with a cold. He is actually here, um, but just outside, uh, outside of the studio and probably hearing this as we speak. Uh, we wish him a speedy recovery, but in any event, we're only going three tonight. So let me quickly introduce the cast of characters. Yours truly, Mike Nicholas, along with... On Mike 3, straight ahead of me, James Austin, North American anime and manga industry observer, and a rookie in our midst, on Mike 4, Dean Kolak, the initial D World Form Moderator on idforms.net. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this should be fun. Yeah, uh, let's, see, let's, see how, let's see how Kolak does on this, on this maiden <laughs> voyage. Oh, I see. Yeah. Let's get jinxed. Yeah, right we're jinxed already because Neil's <laughs> not here, right? Uh, anyway, so uh, quickly, how was your week? How was uh, the last two weeks? How was your uh, last two it weeks? It was pretty good with the uh, play concert in Toronto for the video games. And oh yeah, I finished uh, Ergo Proxy finally. Oh, so those two things, right? Yeah. Well, in case anyone who doesn't, uh, who's listening, and isn't completely aware of what play is, it's a, it's a, it was a video uh, symphony video uh, symphony concert that played video game tracks that had been touring North America and Europe throughout the summer and Toronto which happened on September 30th I believe was the last stop on the of the tour of the known t- part of the tour yep so um, that happened I don't know how they how was the turnout uh, I'd, I'd say the turnout was pretty good we were in the back like on the balcony but from where I was seeing it looked like it was a pretty full house pretty full house Oh, mm-hmm. So so it wasn't that bad. That's yeah, actually, I'd say they probably did a pretty decent business. Okay. Uh, what was your take on the con- uh, overall on some of the stuff on any particulars of the concert? Oh, yeah, just one other thing. Um, Play is uh, also produced by the people who did the Final Fantasy concerts in Japan a couple of years ago. So you can kind of tell, um, you know, that it has a bit of a pedigree going with it. Well, that's true, given the fact that a lot of the songs were from the composer... Um, oh, 
His name Ometsu. always escapes me. It's uh, Nobu Uematsu. No yeah, people always kill me when I say that, but I, I just lose his name half the time. But yeah, most of the songs were from him, but they still did the classics like Mario, Zelda, Sonic, and other uh, more recent ones. But I'd say overall it was okay. There was some commercialism put in, as I told you, Mike, probably in our conversations before with Castlevania being the first time on the tour they used Portrait of Ruin for the DS, basically mm-hmm. put some screens in that over top of the music so that they could promote the game. And the encore song was from Blue Dragon, which is an upcoming RPG for the Xbox 360. Yeah, that's going to be actually quite important because um, uh, th- that's going to be coming out in Japan initially, right? Yeah, and, and the, other, the other thing, though, is they have like a console package that is like limited, limited edition, and they're going for the hardcore fans. And yeah, this will be in Japan. Like, this is actually yeah. going to be. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, actually, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that game. I believe uh, both uh, the Dragon Ball Z creator. Um, yes. Akira, yeah. Yes, Toriyama, he, he did the same. And uh, the that. guy who created uh, Final Fantasy. Who, um, yeah, he. I can't remember his, the guy's name. Sakaguchi I, or something. I know his, his they're, new they're both, studio is basically the one producing. Yeah, they're so. both they're producing that game and the another game another title for the Xbox 360 that resembles Final Fantasy. If anything, the Blue Dragon game resembles pretty much an Xbox Dragon Quest style game. Mm. At least from the screens fair, I've seen. It's a fair, that's actually a fair point, because um, this is going to be, like, this will be a big, big, big project in terms of Xbox 360's possible success or lack thereof in Japan. And that's one market that Microsoft doesn't really have and wants desperately, the Japanese market. They haven't broken through. I don't think they did all that well with Xbox. I think not even a million units sold. I'm, I'm they not were sure basically they were basically good. dead before they started. Yeah, and and, and what's going to happen this time around is that um, it's like this is this this game is geared. Blue Dragon will be geared directly at that hardcore RPG RPG gamer market in Japan. One that's been dwindling, but still very dedicated. And it's gonna this one's going to be very important because. This is this is really Xbox uh, 360's Microsoft's last best chance to make that system work in Japan. If th- if this doesn't do it, nothing will. And there's never a guarantee on these things. A lot of people thought of um, Shenmue when that came out for Dreamcast years ago mm-hmm. as the as the game that would save the Dreamcast. Obviously, it didn't. That said, uh, having played it, my played Shenmue myself. Shenmue is actually not a bad game. I actually enjoyed that a well, lot. Well, there are still tons of fans. Like, I remember I signed one of the petitions online to get Yu Suzuki to continue the journey, so to speak, because he said he wanted to do the third game. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen yeah. anytime soon. Wasn't, At one point, it looked like it could have been done on the Xbox, but it doesn't look like, like uh, it's going to happen. Sorry, sorry. Like number two was. Um, yeah. Wasn't Shenmue actually done on an Xbox, or was that... Uh, yeah, that was, that was for North America, and that's because North America was the only region that didn't get the Dreamcast version. Uh, mm-hmm. All the... Europe got it, Japan got it, of course, but North America got uh, left out in the cold. Uh, and it came out only for Xbox about a year or so later, and by then, really, there was not much to it anymore. Not much excitement. Well, they tried to make it work. They put in, like... I'm not, I'm not gonna say together. it's. I'm not gonna say it's not for a lack of effort. It's just it took mm-hmm. so long for it to eventually come out. Really, there was no no th- no um, momentum to it anymore. I felt sorry. I know what you mean because like months afterwards, it was like cut almost in half price wise. So it probably didn't do as well as they had hoped. Even though some fans like me really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Since we're on the topic of Xbox, and you know this is an anime roundtable, uh, in last season's anime. Uh, 
season. Uh, there was a mecha series called Zegapain. Um, I believe I, heard of th- I, I believe know it was it by produced name. by Bandai, but it had a tie into a Xbox 360 game. Um, I haven't gone through the series much myself, but I, in one of the first few episodes, the uh, main character actually has, I believe, an Xbox 360, and he's playing the Zegapain game for the Xbox 360 in an actual episode. Found <laughs> it as an interesting point. But yeah, the Xbox 360, its problem is that like, it's just the market is different in Japan than it is in North America. You know, here you have the fans who are like all about the first-person shooters, and the RPG market, I would say, is much weaker here than it is in Japan. I mean, uh, it's pretty bad for Dragon Quest uh, releases. They actually, what what had happened with uh, previous releases uh, is that people would skip school and mm-hmm. you know skip a day of work to go buy it. It's like, it's funny, but Dragon Quest apparently. Is more popular in Japan than Final Fantasy is. Well, yeah, yeah that's, about, Dragon that's pretty Quest accurate. Is, Dragon Quest is the one that but started like, all. It's, it's been around for years. I think that's the oldest um, RPG yeah. franchise on yeah, video it's up, games. It's, isn't he's it? up to eight games already. Yeah, he's wow. well known, the developer in um, Japan, but North America, he's almost an unknown, which is intriguing in itself. Actually, actually, mm-hmm. the first game I ever played for uh, the Nintendo was. Well, Dragon Quest? Dragon Warrior, Dragon but Warrior. pretty yeah. much Dragon Quest. I remember getting it with a uh, Nintendo Power subscription. Mm-hmm. We, should, we, we, should actually get on the, we should actually get off this topic for now, because um, really uh, we're talking just Xbox 360, and we're on the cusp of seeing the release of the PlayStation 3. And, yeah, you know, no, when we, that happens, when that happens, whenever that is, uh, we assume uh, it'll November, be by the end of, Yeah. I, yeah, you know, 17. we'll talk about it a little bit more, I'm sure, because there's a whole load of stuff with that, not just the video games. Yeah, yeah namely the more, huge price of the system, the huge price, and what it could, uh, <laughs> and the potential for, um, and what it, what's at stake here. It could be at what may or may not be at stake for Sony on this one. Uh, hey, Dean. So first time here, um, tweet. So, so uh, anime wise, what's been catching your attention? Uh, not necessarily the new false stuff. We might get to that a bit later. Well, I I uh, haven't really watched much anime lately, like. I'll, as as you mentioned, I am a forum moderator on a on Initial D World forums, and I spend a lot of my time there. So I haven't dedicated much to anime lately, but I've finished a few series. I finished the second season of School Rumble and um, this other series called Higurashi no Naku Koroni, which uh, pretty much uh, when I was talking to uh, Austin about it was pretty much psycho loli killers. It's just a uh, mystery detective sort of story. Mm-hmm. It's just Kind of gruesome at times, kind of like a Berserk style gruesome, but it's a good series. It's going to appeal just because of that, just because you mentioned Berserk. That could appeal just because you uh, <laughs> decide to name drop there. Um, for myself, or for myself, oh, I'm going to give Dean some props here because Dean is the guy who introduced me to Harui Suzumiya, to the melancholy of Harui Suzumiya. Uh, that's, that's the um, biggest uh, series, I think, way from back last in the spring. season. Yeah, back in it spring, was. So, You'll see um, it popped up everywhere. That's on recommendation. It was yep. the best recommendation he gave me uh, at any point. Uh, I've, known, I've known the man, so I have to give him a little props for that. And <laughs> if you're a big fan, um, li- uh, just listen up for the first break. We're going to play something kind of kind of cool. Uh, you'll hear you'll hear it uh, you'll hear it uh, j- as part of the fir- as part of the first break. Uh, as for myself, I'm 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 actually quite happy because on Friday, on Friday, finally, two months after it came out, I was able to finally snag the final. Um, Three volumes, the final box set of of the Maison Ikuku television series. Oh yeah, uh, like that, that had been exclusive to that had been exclusive to write stuff. So really, anybody who up here in Canada was SOL actually, on that. Actually, I saw it at some other stores around Toronto, except they were actually selling at a higher price. So yeah, 
Yeah. So, so it's kind well, of one of those might, things when you get it from the website, they'll send it yeah, to certain shops, do, but mm-hmm. it's higher price. You know what I mean? So it depends on what you want. Yeah. Sometimes it's also the, um, distributors up here in Canada just strictly luck out because they have good relations with said companies and they'll be a little bit, you know, a little bit generous on that. And I think that's what happened. And that might have been the case. That might have been the case here. I, and I don't it also takes know. a little longer, as you know. But it, to get unfortunately, here too. it took a it took a little longer. But right now, it feels like it's worth the wait. And so, did you pers- watch all of it or not? I haven't yet. started. I mean, I really haven't started. I mean, I did. I did bring um, volume what, the very first disc here because mm-hmm. I want to watch the last two episodes on that, and then we'll move on. You know, I'll be done four of uh, ninety six episodes. <laughs> but um, I do really want to watch it, having read the manga twice. I want to see how this plays out on, on in anime form, and I'm told this is like. I'm told it's very good, and I've always said that among the the top romance comedy manga, um, Meizani Cuckoo might be number one. It would probably be number one, and maybe almost by a distance, although uh, put, people will, could put up a, an argument for Kimigori Orange Road, too. So, time out. Yes. Go ahead. Um, I'm not oh. sure if I should add this to the conversation or not. Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead. Well. So it's just I was going to comment how um, so you like Meizu Nikoku, and it's a Rumiko Takahashi work. It's one of the few uh, works she's worked on where there's an actual conclusive ending. Yeah, everyone ending. says this, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's advertised like in the Apologies promo- if that's a spoiler. I, I wasn't it's sure if I should spoil- mention that on it's air. It's not a spoiler because that's, market- that's the marketing model Yeah, that's the series. whole thing. The only the, – the, uh, a Rumiko Takahashi story, the way it's meant to be with the – Beginning, middle, and end. I think that's that's the promotional line for it. So it's not a huge <laughs> surprise. And, it's, and anyone who's um, kept up long enough in, in, or in this, who's been a fan for, I'd say, more than five years, um, would say that you know this is the only one, only Rumiko Takahashi title that ever did have a definite ending. Well, Grandma Inuyasha's not done yet. Lump. But Inuyasha, we don't mm. know yet. But you know, we do believe it'll just cut. I mean, years later, she's about to go back to redoing One Pound Gospel. So, um, mm. you know, and she might actually finish it. Cross your fingers on that. <laughs> um, and and uh, so there's that. I got that. Really happy to have that. Um, and, and look at looky looky at what came in on it. Uh, I got yesterday. Um, two version, two of four versions of the Dencho Otoko manga. Like the the story doesn't have like a, a true owner. Um, I think the when you translate the author's name uh, from the po- whoever. Um, compiled all those posts and published them mm-hmm. uh, the name of the person who did all that um, his name is I believe it's Hitori Nakano Hitori Nakano and I'm told that means one of them which is one of the other posters who observe mm-hmm. everything that happened nobody's ever been able to trace who the author is of all this much less who Densha Otoko is himself and the thing is because of that there's really no owner so it's an open it's practically an open license and for there are at least four manga versions of the story and of course the movie and the television series two of them have been um, three of the three of the four have been um picked up by uh, CMX and Viz and and Del uh, and those came out on Wednesday I I'm thumbing through it and it looks like the CMX version might be more interesting um, it's a it's a shoujo version. You, you had mm-hmm. said a third licensor had picked it up. I third licensor was Delray, Del and uh. that should be coming out soon too. Mm-hmm. So I and guess I, maybe maybe we should make a prediction of will it be Tokyo Pop or ADV who picks up the last, last one? <laughs> Don't Tokyo, pick ADV. Tokyo Pop. Tokyo Pop probably has the better chance, although I wouldn't count out Dark Horse. 
Uh, well, having, having thumbed through the, these two versions, uh, I joked. I asked. Um, I asked the owner of the store I bought this. I well, actually, I asked the owner of Comic Den about this, and he. Um, and I asked him which version he liked more, and he said, "I like the CMX version because the characters look cuter." I think they're they look, I think they're they're teenagers in this one as opposed to twenty somethings. Uh, I have yet to really um, thumb through it myself, but you know, I'll hopefully I'll get a little time to to get a look at it. And, in any event, um, that's pretty much my last two weeks, or at least the important parts of it, right? The best parts of it. Uh, I guess we should. Um, I guess we should actually get down to to business. script and get down to business. This week. <laughs> business. Okay, so off we go. Um, so just as quickly as we talked about the CRTC allowing anime on G4 here in Canada, YTV manages to steal the headlines in terms of anime on Canadian TV. No sooner than the day after our taping two weeks ago, Chorus Entertainment Incorporated, YTV's parent company, applied to the CRTC for a license to start up the anime channel. 85% of the programming on the proposed channel is set to be entertainment, with the remaining 15% set to be for information and documentaries, etc., 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 with the entire programming having a particular focus on more older audiences. I believe it was 18 and above or something? Yeah, something like that. Wow. Uh, anyway, I do, I do want to talk about what, for, uh, what form the possible programming may, may take, but before we get too far ahead of, of ourselves, uh, does YTV stand a chance on getting the license, and can such a thing be successful or viable in Canada? Uh, any ideas? What do you think? I think probably it's going to be a digital uh, network. That's my Tier guess. Tier 2. I think that I was think the application. I think that's do... what it is, I believe, mm -hmm. and we... that they're going for. So you're going to only have that select audience, depending on how many people want to sign up to the digital package. That's I'm it. not sure. And, like, I know we're talking Rogers because in the Toronto area it's Rogers. I'm not sure in other places in Kojiko, Canada. Hook, Shaw, the other, Shaw um, yeah. other ones. But I'm not sure how they work. I know Rogers does the different packages, but I believe that's where it's headed. But that would be interesting considering, as we said, with G4, it's also a digital network. Mm -hmm. So well, that'll be interesting competitive do you think it'll be? Do you think um, the subscribers could be enough to justify its existence, the possible number of sus subscribers? The potential mm -hmm. is there, but how many do you think will actually step up? It's hard to say. Like How many will say, I'm going to pay for this when they know the DVDs are out there? You know what I mean, or other or other other forms, Form, formats that we will nuance. But you know, let's face it, underground forms, right? Yes. But well, for white for this channel to succeed, it's just um, they have to make sure that they don't first and foremost what the the um, guy in charge of Zenon.ca, a Canadian anime news website, was suggesting is that uh, white the way white TV should approach this is not to gut its current lineup from uh, Bionics or whatever the um, yeah the uh, the um, the Friday block yeah. and the Sunday block. Not, not to gut it, like there's there's a, a lot of stuff they could show. Uh, me and Austin were talking earlier about you know what about the Canadian content of having shows that were dubbed in Canada. I believe um, there's Ocean, quite a few Old shows. Ocean Studios and the one in, in Calgary. That yeah, yeah Blue Water. Blue Water. That's what yeah. they're called. I mean, YTV has obviously had some success with the Gundam Seed series and being the only TV station in North America that will be airing its sequel, Gundam Seed Destiny, which is not being aired in the U.S. Only in Canada so far. I mean, they could always put on, you know, a lot of the other ones, you know, Gundam Wing and G Gundam and all the other and ones. Let's give YTV mm -hmm. some props here because they've done. They were able to do. Th they did things that no American station were did in terms of anime broadcasts. I mean, the first most notable one in my head was they were the. They completed Escaflown. Fox certainly didn't. 
when also, all those years Also, we got to give props about Sailor Moon, about them mm-hmm. finishing up. Uh, they actually put themselves, or mm-hmm. actually did an effort to actually continue showing that beyond what was originally syndicated. So mm-hmm. they, they put up some recent, a decent, decent efforts in the past. And they've been active in the... Uh, Local Toronto anime community have been having quite a presence at Anime North in recent years, although not as much this year, but yeah, they've had presence at, mm-hmm. at, at Anime North in the past. So, so give them a little credit. I, wish, I hopefully wish them well. Uh, just let me quickly, um, let me just quickly give the whole, uh, like a quick overview for, in terms of YTV and how it compares, and maybe this will also give a bit of an explanation as to the past of TV broadcasting uh, anime in Canada. Um, people wondered why, well, Teletoon had the chance, and why aren't they taking it? And doesn't, um, doesn't Course have a stake in that? Yes, they do. Cor- but Course only has a 50% stake in Teletoon. The other 50% belongs to Astral Media, which, um, which, runs, which runs TMN, the movie network, um, the HBO equivalent up here in Canada. So even if YTV truly wanted to put anime... And and I have no and at this point I have very little reason to believe they they would have wanted to, um, you know they 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 didn't have they didn't have total they didn't have controlling control in uh, absolute control in in Teletoon it was fifty fifty and they could be just as easily overruled by the other side uh, that side being Astral so so now they just it sounds like they just want to go off on their own on this it, because this is the, the potential for this is um, you know a one hundred percent sole stake ownership. Of this proposed channel, strictly for Chorus and y, Course YTV. Mm-hmm. Um, as for its, as for the chances uh, of it succeeding in terms of subscribers, um, well, people thought the Fight Network here didn't wouldn't work out. And be, me being a sports fan, I sort of keep up with that one. I know Fight is fight, uh, you know mixed martial arts, boxing, pro wrestling. That's what the channel's dedicated to. Kung Fu movies. They show that late nights, uh, martial arts movies and fighting movies. Um, that channel. Okay, that might have maybe a bit more of a wider appeal, uh, or certainly in sheer numbers. But it's a niche thing too, and uh, people were maybe I think some people were skeptical as to that thing, how well that thing would work. It, it's been a year and still going strong, and has maybe li- somewhat limited um, limited sponsorships. I, I only see um, commercials for Zion supplements on that uh, on that <laughs> channel, um, uh. but it's managed to you know pull through, and I and. You know, and I'd like to think that anime network or anime channel here would, you know, could put up a fight, especially considering that the demographic now for anime anime fans is growing to the point where you know they can spend a little bit more money. So you know, I, I'm I'm hoping that's a, I'm hoping that that's a chance. Now, as for the light, as for CRTC approving the license, what's your take? I'll, I'll give mine in a sec, but what's your take? Well, I, I I don't know what to say. For, I personally still am surprised about it. Like I remember, you're still shocked I, about the fact because that the I saw it. I saw when they originally sent it after that uh, one episode of Naruto because I was going to watch something else, and I'm just like I thought they were just bluffing us. Well, what, well and and they it, it were bluffing Octo- us. It was October first. It was closer so, to October first, not April first, though. I, yeah, I meant to say October. My mind is gone. But still, I would say there's a possibility of it going through, but we still got to remember it's a year or a ways off before it actually starts. But I think there's a good possibility of it going through. It'll just be interesting, the makeup of how they want to put programs on. Mm -hmm. I'll have to agree with the program part that Austin just mentioned. I personally think that that YTV will probably get it, but with a lot of the rulings about how uh, channels have to have Canadian content, I just wonder how they're going to deal with that 
maybe that's part of the part of the uh, documentaries and news programming. That's the fifteen percent. Although, although uh, just speaking about this, wasn't uh, either ADV's anime channel? Isn't that offered on uh, strictly uh, on cable on, on demand? Or on demand. Strictly it's on, on demand. demand. And YTV actually has an on-demand anime service currently on in the Toronto area. I think and, in much of in and that's of just for the. Because I have they to show apologize. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure really what the difference is between, you know, it being uh, a part of some digital package and the anime on demand stuff uh, that ADV like is offering through Digital Rogers. package as in a regular linear channel and then on demand is, you know, paper like, you know, like So so like a typical like a Rogers or whatever your T V cable company mm. service would be like if you have say channels one to thirty six, that's the kind of package that this anime channel would be part of or it would be probably no. closer up a, a, a plus a hundred, but it would be um, plus a hundred. So if you have the di- if you have the digital box, for example, then you would get it. Uh. And for on demand is the same thing. You need the digital box because you're but, ordering directly. But the way from you, you the way you watch it on, on demand is, you know, press play on tape right no it's, i know you can save like it for a certain amount of mm-hmm. time and then you can watch it whenever so you don't have to be yeah. burned by the fact that oh my god i gotta be at work at 8 p.m but i can watch it when i get back yeah. at say midnight well I, I i hope uh it goes well for ytv it's just i hope they don't end up getting their lineup on their current anime a schedule I, I it doesn't com- in other words it doesn't compromise it yeah, yeah I, mean, I think i think it's i think you know I, I sort of see it like um, the potential there is like, a, you know, how uh, ESPN has taken over all ABC sports in terms of it, in terms of the graphic package and, and, mm-hmm. and production and production mm-hmm. and production recently. Right. I sort mm-hmm. of see that too. anime channel on YTV, you know, something like that. Or, you mm-hmm. know, how they have to have uh, blocks when uh, programming that would be common to say Discovery Kids on YTV and they put the Discovery Kids. Yeah, logo. yeah. You'd probably see something like that. For anime program, if anime mm-hmm. channel exists, anime programming exists on YTV, which is you know it is still the mainstream network, and for the youngsters, right? Mm-hmm. You know you can see them putting, you can see something like that cross promotion. So yeah. I, I can't see why they shouldn't, and, and it's it's in their best interest anyway to promote the channel to keep it keep a degree of, of anime programming on YTV. Mm-hmm. Now now as for my how I feel, um, whether or not the CRTC could, you know, agree to this. Um, YTV stand YTV in course stands a better chance right now than say um, than say if Funimation or ADV or Sony try to get an application here in Canada on the on one ground. It's a and Canadian it's a key company. Ground, yes. Yeah, Canadian. And it's the that's most the important. Big, it's the most important thing. There mm-hmm. has it has to be a Canadian alternative, and this is the Canadian. And this is the chance. This is the best. This is, I think is the best chance we'll see. Uh, probably in you for years for such a thing in Canada, because it's a Canadian company taking the taking the stab at it. But oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I was gonna say since you mentioned ADV and Funimation, if if the YTV channel does go through, I'd like to hope that YTV would try to secure some titles from those companies. You know what? Here's here's the here's the here's the other part. I, I do hope that I, I do. A large part of me does feel that YTV will handle most of the programming by themselves. But a little, a bit part of me also thinks that you know they'll just license out, they'll just um, sub-license out the blocks to various anime companies <laughs> to each of the uh, little things. Kind of like um, how Family Channel is, de- how Family Channel up here in Canada dedicates most of its programming to Disney programming. <laughs> I, I, I just yeah. have a gut feeling that we might see some of that with uh, what with um, YTV Anime Channel. But well, well, we'll have a year of waiting until we find out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, and um, I, I believe there's some. Uh, What's, oh yeah, as for the programming, you know, sub, dub, 
I know. I it's, think it's, it's going to be all going to be solved. I, I mean, think it's all going to be dubbed to begin with, and then over time, depending on how the audience develops, there may be subbing late at night. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I don't. That's my guess. I, I personally don't think that subbing would work, just because of. I mean, it's going to be prim- primarily watched by, I guess, more English-speaking people. That, I don't know. My my attitude is, I personally like subs, but I just don't see it uh, working out on like a YTV channel. It's just. Well, you I don't, don't know until you try, as they the say. The other side is we're, and then again, we're also now we're now we're truly are getting too far ahead of ourselves because we we're assuming that it'll you know it'll be vi- it'll be passed, be passed and then viable and then you know they find it's actually viable in in Canada. If it is viable, it depends, of course, also on the programming itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the key because component. Because we talked about before, we've mentioned grazingly about the fact that we don't want them to get what they already have from the one station, YTV, and then just throw it on to the anime network itself. True. If they want to do it that way, then it'd probably just be through reruns or taking older shows like Sailor Moon and putting them on there. Yeah. But there's uh, the possibility... I, 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 I personally think that if, they, if it does go through, they should try to focus their lineup on um, more newer material rather than old school stuff. I mean, personally, I'd love to see you know old school Gundam on TV, but I mean... It's well, this is whole this, the whole thing is a business and I mean YTV wants to make money off of it and they want to make money and they want to make sure those that invest in it can make money for themselves as in IE sell DVDs ultimately too. Well, it's going to be an interesting competition because we have G4, we have Razor and now we have them if they go through and there are things that haven't come up north that we're showing down south like Shampoo, FLCL, Paranoia Agent and others mm-hmm. that could come up here and I mean, we'll if, 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 if anything, YTV has a huge selection of stuff that they could potentially show on. Yeah, the, on and the they channel. have enough, and they have enough respect, I think, in the in both a lot of anime in the anime product um, companies, uh, anime business circles, and in uh, Canadian TV broadcasting, and among anime fans. You know I, that 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 they they this has a chance to succeed. In, in any event. Um, if you want to check out check out the story and the links to the CRTC application and the webs and the CRTC website concerning public comments on the application, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, hopefully, uh, in the download or if all else fails, just check your ID three tags under lyrics. Okay, so uh, we'll take the break. Back in a few seconds, we'll talk about some other stuff. It's the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com.
the podcast continues for Thursday night, October the 12th, 2006. Mike Nicholas, James Austin, and Dean Kolak with you in anime conversation from our studio in Toronto in front of a live audience and online via thecomicden.com. Just for reference, there is, uh, in terms of the audience, there is none. Nobody's in this room, just, uh, just us three. Well, there is that bottle of water, I think, that was somewhere in the audience. <laughs> That's an inanimate object, remember. Hey, but, it, but it's still not a person. Yeah. Until the law passes, it's not a person. <laughs> anyway, um, just in case you were wondering, we just played a nice piano MIDI arrangement of the opening song from the melancholy of Har- Harui Suzumiya from Josh's Anime Sheet Music Collection. Uh, we'll place the link in the show notes and the lyrics tab, or, you know, just drop us a line. Okay, moving on. In what seems to be becoming an annual tradition, Funimation ends off the annual convention and licensing season with a cease and desist letter to various fan subbers. For reference, it's six titles, and here's the list. The Triple X Holic television series, Ragnarok the Animation, Mushishi, uh, Sakura Tyson, Le Nouveau Paris, Atashi Shinshi, I I know I'm mispronouncing that, and... Neil's personal favorite, Suzuka. <laughs> <laughs> All our personal favorite. Yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed it. So did I, actually. Um, but you know, it's I, a little more serious take, but it's still nice. Yeah, I, I, I mean, guess, I, I guess I'm took, the only one who hasn't seen it. I, but uh, to me, it just took us took stereotypes in anime and manga mm-hmm. and portrayed them in a more, not as you know, not ramped it up, but in a fairly realistic sense. Anyway, let me quickly moving on. Yeah. Just quickly, nothing against the cease and desist. Um, cease and desist uh, notice overall, especially if you're the rights holder. And uh, that's the thing. It must be noted that Funimation doesn't refer to the titles listed above at any point as licensed by them, but just as something that may or may not be licensed by them in the future. So overall, is this a sound move? But we got to remember this has been done once before by them, and they were... Basically, they have come to light, like Salty Ray and Black Cat and are Speed coming Graffer. out. Yeah, and Speed Grapher have all come about and are being released as we speak. And they were in the first uh, cease and desist letter, letter last they year. sent last year to fans. Well, for, for reference, I did see a, catch a couple episodes of Salty Ray. I mean, really, all, all this does is just put the whole thing further underground. Let's be honest, right? So I, I don't think they're. I don't search. think they're. I don't think they are kidding themselves. Like no, but they. I, it's. It just it just decentralizes the whole the whole mm-hmm. di- the whole fan sub distribution process. If uh, anyone really wants to find them, find yeah, them. they'll find them. I mean, um, they are all subtitled, and but my my real problem with this is you know first and foremost they're sending out a cease and desist without formally announcing that they've come with a the license, ones. and I mean most of the titles are things that have quite a bit of fan of a fan base like Sakura Wars, and the Clamp series Triple X Holic. Ragnarok but, has, I know, has a bit of a following. Suzuka. I mean, this, first, this, this, uh, Atai, uh, the Shin, whatever. Atashinshi, I believe. When I looked it's at the the entry on Anime News Network, it made me look at it and think, why the hell did they license this? I mean, or, the other, the other five, they, or more like, why are they considering it? Just, yeah. just to, just to be take on, take, uh, just to say this for Funimation, right? Like the other five titles are are marketable. They can make money off of them, especially the Clamp series, because Clamp. You, you could you could draw gold. a stick person and say it's clamp and people will buy it. It's but, clamp's gold. But they're, they're just like Akamatsu. Can Akamatsu have a Lafina fame and Negima? The story and the work can be totally utterly generic and crap and people will buy it just because of the name. 
But we got to remember this. Um, I think, Mike, I remember we were talking at Anime North with one of the anime representatives there, and we were discussing licensing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and how they will get certain series that are AAA titles, and then just under the rug, they'll throw them like a B or a C title just so that they can get it over here and stuff yeah, but, like but that. But this title, this title looks this, like a and crayon the, Shinchan that, this sort of thing. This isn't that the way it looks in this case, but it also looks like what they're trying to do is that they like either someone in the company or someone thinks that they really like this and they want to try and bring it to the masses. And because they're making money off... If I was running Funimation, I'd fire that person because it just looks like a Well, they're making money off certain other titles, so they're trying to bring other... I understand that. I understand that. But I mean, it's just... It looks like a really dumb title. Probably this one would be one they try to get onto broadcast somehow and not be more so a DVD release. You know what I mean? They find an alternate way to release it or bring it to the public so that they can start and get it noticed. You I, know what I, I mean? I, I, it's I, I, not saying you throw on DVD. I call it like, these. Are, this is Funimation's negotiation list. That's what I think this of this as. Like when you, um, in, in sports, specifically in the CFL here, uh, up here in Canada, teams can declare, you know, declare their, you know, declare their territory, declare their um, stake in and place players that maybe are, they may not get in, in a million years. Seemingly, they may not get in a million years, but just put them on their what they call a negotiation list, because they will have the right of first refusal, the first chance, first crack at them. That's how the Toronto Argonauts was it were able to get Ricky Williams over and the summer. The Montreal uh, just, Alouettes. Just, just for well. people who don't know what the CFL is, it's the Canadian Football League. Yeah, Mike uh, just seemed to forget to mention that. Well, I, I assume there are a few sports fans around here. And there's always but, the internet. But, I, but, I, but, I, I, but that, that's the analogy I'm seeing here. Also, another part of this is I, I'm also of the belief that this is a condition of the Japanese license holders oh, to enter knows? negotiations. Oh, you mean about the, doing a cease and desist? Oh, yeah. Not... If we will negotiate with you, we will negotiate, we will, you know, we will possibly, we will strongly consider licensing these titles to you, but you must for act first, stake your claim right now. Well, the thing is, with, with their previous cease and desist, it was with Gonzo titles. Uh, Gonzo being an animation studio in Japan. And I mean, I'm not sure who produced most of these, but I, I would I would personally think that, that what you brought up is not the case. I, I guess I, my personal view is that it's just Funimation's thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have every right, if they have the license, to say, you know, please stop fan subbing. And I mean, a lot of stuff that I watch is fan subs, but I mean... In, nice gener- in general, in general, uh, fun, like Funimation uh, in general, and companies in general, they they have a stake in in undermining the fan sub game here anyway. Well, the, the nice thing about fan subbing is what I was mentioning to Austin prior to the show tonight was um, if a, if a series is good, you know, a fa- fan subbing is, or the d- distribution or whatever. The nice thing it does is it gives the viewer kind of a preview of what it's like, you know. If if it's good, you'll buy it. Personally, if I see a, a ser- see a series through, such as a recent uh, Funimation pickup, School Rumble, I, I'll pick it up because I liked it. I liked the whole series, and I like I'd like to keep it as a uh, memoir of having seen it. But I mean, there'll be some titles that are not fanciful and or not shown in, in some sort of format to a viewer, and they won't really know whether it's a hit or a miss. Like one, one example is a EDB title pickup Samurai Gun, which is supposed to be like a Samurai series, except there's no swords, there's guns instead. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for me personally, I could only uh, 
get a bit of an opinion from what other people have said no, about that it, right? One, that one, though, is a different thing altogether because that one, ADV was actually involved in funding that yeah, one, so that's true. why. That's true, but I mean, there, there are some shows that'll get picked up and no one will have ever gotten a chance to see an episode subbed or something, and they won't I, really I get, a, get a feel whether it's a hit or a miss series. Mm -hmm. Well, it depends. As we said, it's more underground when you have those subgroups going after it. And you have to. And plus, the whole thing with cease and desist, you'll always still have some, some fan subgroup subbing it regardless whether, you know, it's Funimation or ADV or God forbid, but I guess they won't do it, fan subbing other anime anymore, but Tokyo Pop or any of those companies going after them, there'll always be some underground group I, fan subbing I think it. it's just whoever the employee at Funimation is that just was told, okay, we have to do this. Aside from Funimation, who else has done this cease and desist aside from uh, Media Factory uh, from Japan? The, well, well, they, I can think, in me, the past? It sounded like ADV wanted to try it in the past too. ADV has done it in the past and others have, but it's gone out of vogue and because that, it just is not worth it. And Bandai, unless... Bandai does it as a blanket for, um, for Gundam, for anything with the name Gundam in it. The other thing is Bandai did do it for uh, Ghost in the Shell series. I was Shell about to mention that. But the, the thing, the though, is Ghost in the Shell series. It, it depends on how well the series is known. And I think it, in that case... When, with known gold was, stuff. You know what I mean? know that it will be gold. The other thing, Here though, the other thing, though, was they want to release it next year. And that's pretty close to when it was released in Japan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's a very short window, so they don't want to lose that window to the fan subbers. And that's understandable. It's more when you have something that's been going on for a long time and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, on the standpoint of Bandai, I kind of, you know, I kind of accept their view on, like, for Gundam and stuff. But, I mean, it just seems fun Funimation to me are coming across as jackasses. I apologize an for my language, but... It's an opinion. It's just I, opinion. I, I, just it's don't, just, I don't see anything. All I see is that they're interested in them. We'll see what happens with either solicitations for DVDs or at the cons if they say, yes, we have them, no, we don't, and, they will and then pressed. we'll move on. But I mean, come, they don't have to get all, all legal and, and shit, And you we'll know? still find the subs online anyway, they just, and when they, they make, know it and When they make their it. licensing announcement, just say, please, you know, don't sub our, t our titles. We, I mean, the legalities of fan subs... There's, there's, it's, it's, it's always... It's, always it's questionable. Gray, Some it's people agree with lesson. it. Some people don't agree with it. But I mean... You don't need to get all you know legal and like sending off cease and desist letters because it's usually from a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you could just pull and, 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 your... and just for reference, I think um, Funimation when it happened last year, uh, I think didn't wasn't there was somebody within Funimation pro, uh, who might have said, didn't we? Uh, I think our lawyers fired that off a little too fast. I think there might have. I heard something like yeah, that. Yeah, I heard something from something like that. That's why I said the person from the company, I guess, has a trigger finger, so to speak. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, this is fairly, like, when the cease and desist comes out, it's fairly open-ended what it could, like, there's many different meanings. And the thing is, the only way you'll get a definite me definite um, explanation as to what it means is to go to straight to the sources, either the Japanese licensor or Funimation. And neither will be talking. Actually, just speaking of all this, um, when Funimation made that uh, cease and desist previously, which included Black Cat... It wasn't even certain whether Black Cat had been licensed until several months later. Mm -hmm. And that was the case with all the titles. The other one that I know that many people talk about is websites. People that register websites, and that's another one Funimation has oh, yeah. been caught in. Because Suka, a, a few months ago, they mentioned uh, Funimation linked to it again through the website registration. Ah, I think they did but the same thing with Negima. Now, just to, well. for po point of reference... 
that does not mean anything as well because remember Gantz was registered as a website by Funimation and in the end it went to ADV. Yeah. Well, so. we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens, but I guess the the cease and desist letter it's either the end of the licensing season this year or it'll be the prelude to what's to come next year. Uh these will be I guess some of the highlights. We'll check it out. I think the only the only real question is when will these will be uh, these titles be officially announced? And you know what? I think we're gonna put a do a pool on that sometime. Stay I tuned in the spring. Anyway, we'll oh, take, spring. I think it's gonna happen uh, a lot sooner. I, I, I say Anime Expo is gonna be our. We'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's not. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in the uh, in two thousand seven. Uh, we'll take the break. Back with more. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Segment three, welcome back. Um, so Eva, we forgot to mention this last week, but Eva is coming back in four movies with a prequel, a mid-series movie, a sequel, and a quote-unquote final movie, the first of which will come out next summer in 2007. So, okay, die-hard Evangelion fans need not be asked, but we will be... But we will be also preaching to many recent anime fans who may not be as familiar with Eva. So I wonder how these movies will go. Will go. Better question is also this. Um, someone mentioned if the Seiyu uh, will be keen on coming back. Those are two really interesting questions in, in relation to the Eva stuff. So I think we'll start with the first one. Oh, you mean the voice actor stuff? No, or? no. The uh, how how uh, how how do you think these movies like overall? Will I'm actually be? just wondering. Just now, I was just thinking: is this kind of like a uh, Admission that they're not doing the live-action movies anymore? No, those, those I, I, ADV, got, I think ADV still has that pot of money yeah. sitting. Because, I mean, nothing really has happened ever since they had, you know, is the it a, Is it a pot of money or a money it. pit? All I know is they have a pot of money well over a good million dollars for it. And I think they've already met with the people in New Zealand, the, what is it, Weta, um, something or other. The guys that did Lord of the Rings and other previous movies that many people know about. Well, c- c- and I think they've met with them to talk about effects and stuff like that. So I, it's moving, but it's moving slowly as always. It's, as they say, the first question of every ADV panel. Well, uh, coming off our last discussion with the whole Funimation and Cease and Desist, it just makes me wonder, does ADV already have some kind of... Uh, uh, part in the movies? Like, are they, they going to be I hate the to say it, but we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be pointing the finger at them because it could also go to manga as well because manga did they do the, the two movies last So time. that remains to be seen. Expect a fan sub, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> on, that's, on that subject. <laughs> so, but, I don't know. We'll see how, I mean, we'll see how they do, but uh, oh, yeah. the time, you know, 10 years have changed a lot of things. And here's the other, and this is the big segue. Um, a lot of the, the four main seiyu who did the series, um, Kotono Mitsushi, Migumi Hayashibara, Ogata, Ogata uh, Migumi Ogata, and Yuko Miyamura, I believe, I believe were their names. Those are, they played, uh, not in this, not in particular order, Rei, Misato, Shinji, and Asuka. Um, only Megumi's still fairly active, I, from what I'm told. Yeah, and like a, a few blogs over the internet have kind of said that most of the main uh, voice actors and actresses have pretty much retired. I believe one of them was suggesting, you know, the to uh, if they do when they eventually do the movies to bring the um, 
it Seiyu of the Moment, Aya Hirano from uh, Melancholy of Sumia Hyre, because she's like plastered in a lot of animes, especially coming this fall and previous series that I didn't even realize she was mm-hmm. part of. Yeah, but it just she ends up in there replacing one of the big four. Maybe it won't have that same luster. Well, I mean, uh, the Zeta Gundam movies, which were released last year, they ended up replacing one of the, uh, or I think maybe even two of the main uh, voice actresses with brand new ones. And how were they received? The uh, diehard fans didn't really like it, but I mean, what can you do, right? Yeah. And, and here, and one thing to, and one fly in the ointment is um, it doesn't appear. Uh, Yuko Miyamura, the woman who played Asuka, is overly keen on coming back. She has since started a regular acting career and has, for the most part, distanced herself, from all accounts, distanced herself quite a bit from her anime past, hasn't she? I don't know. Hmm. Like, but it doesn't seem like like she would be, I, from what I could gather, she would be the hardest of the four to get back. Well, you could, well, if I personally think they should just... Try to fill in the places as best they can. If they can't get the original voice actor, get the next best thing. Like, um, I personally could see Aya Hirano based on her voice in previous series that she's worked on as she being play, a perfect fit for Asuka. Asuka. I, uh, I guess we got. She say. could definitely not. She definitely not be a fit for uh, Ray. <laughs> yeah, that would. Your, what's your take? What's your take, Austin? Uh, I, I was never thinking really of the voices. I was thinking more of story, and I was going to say, how is. Hideki Ono going to uh, screw with my mind this time. The thing is, there's a lot of things that were left unsaid, and I think they'll cover. They'll try again. And they'll try to cover it, but there'll be more questions the thing is, added the thing to is, the questions. The thing is, yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah. Eva is so open ended. <laughs> you can you can get away with just about anything. Any the, little. The one thing that I, I remember is the one person oh. on one form saying he said he's turning into George Lucas. Let's milk oh, the franchise know. ten times more. It's like they'll keep on buying it. My big thing. T- my you big know what's th- the funny part? Mm. It's true. How many times has ADV released the oh, original series? Let's think about that. You know, the one thing that does kind of uh, that is on my mind right now is whether it's going to be a complete reanimation, redo of the story. It's a re- complete reanimation. Re- re- good, good. Because uh, as I just mentioned with the Zeta Gun the movies, it was like like the first movie was. Practically eighty percent old animation, twenty percent new, and then subsequent the other two movies had mm-hmm. more new animation. It didn't kind of fit together because like the new animation was really really nice, and the old was well old. <laughs> but I have a really bad admission to admit here. I've actually not seen all of Eva. Okay. I've seen mm-hmm. bits and pieces, and I've of course seen the infamous uh, Shinji, I, Shinji telling, scene from I'm the going, movie. I'm going to tell you right now. If Neil heard that sitting across from you, he would. He would smack you. He would reach across the table I and smack so- you on the head. <laughs> Thank God that he's not here tonight. He is here. We'll tell well, him. It's, yeah, he's oh. here. <laughs> a- anyway, uh, so we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll hear more about that. Um, and the other thing, uh, the other thing we want to mention, and this is in brief, um, the new anime fall season has pretty much gotten underway. Uh, certainly I'm aware of it looking on BitTorrent on uh, Anime Suki. <laughs> uh, episode 1, Episode 1, Episode 1, uh, Episode 1. Preview number four. And of course, you know, you'll <laughs> have, canon. You'll have uh, one episode subbed by like five or six different people. Yeah, that's right. Like you mentioned canon, which I personally think is the best of the series of the, of the season. I don't think there's quite anything that's being shown right now that'll compare to the popularity of uh, the melancholy of Suzumiya Hiroshi in the previous uh, season. I don't know. I think Death, Death Note, Death Note might, I think, could give a good run. Death Note, I guess, because... is the Naruto One Piece of the, of the season or Bleach. But, um, but I don't be... know. There's quite a lot out there. There's a there's a new series uh, that has character designs uh, by Clamp called Code Gas. Um, it's pretty much like the 
one thing I liked about it is it reminds me of Magic Knight Ray Earth, the last clamp series that I know of that had Mecha in it. Um, there's another series that another Mecha series. I'm a big Mecha fan. That's uh, has character designs by the Gundam Seed uh, designer. I, I can't remember his name. I think it's Hirashi or something. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, love stories and each uh, game to anime adaptations that are coming out. I, I'm personally looking for. I'm a sucker for Toki Meki Memorial. So yeah. I've already downloaded. Yeah, there's another. I forgot. There's one other one that I've already downloaded. Oh yeah, I, 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 the new Nagima anime. Yeah. yeah, and that's the one Gynix is involved and it's, with. Looking at it just from the outside, it looks pretty. Ser- it looks fair, much more serious. Less, certainly and less faster wacky. paced. But, they cover but less wacky. They cover like stuff that doesn't that they took quite a few episodes mm-hmm. in the original. Well, the whole point of that one is that it's not based on the manga at all. It's basically taking the characters and throwing and based, them into the, the universe. You know what premise, I mean? Absolute yeah. basic, the most yeah. bare bone yeah. premises, and then trying something new with it. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, I like to. I'll be a little bit more curious on that. The other one that like personally caught my attention, and only because I'm, I'm a fan of other t- of his other works, Busu Renken uh, also came out. And Let's I know you. Him. I know you guys were. Uh, I know um, Dean was quite disappointed with what he saw from it. But well, it's, it's more. It's more from a manga aspect. I, I personally think Watsuki will at least. Well, I'd like to say I wouldn't like. I would not like to say never. But I don't think he's going to copy his success with Rurouni Kenshin for a long while. And I mean, like his. Previous two Gunblaze West. Yeah, that was um, his first. Busu Renkin yep. has been the closest mm-hmm. to has been the closest. To but it's only lasted like uh, the number volumes. of volumes. Yeah, ten, ten volumes. And I think that's it. I don't yeah. know, like, uh, th- like it seems you know in some ways like a Full Metal Alchemist kind of ripoff because it has to do with uh, alchemy and stuff like that, or at least that's what keep I keep in mind. Right. Keep in mind, uh, Busu Renkin when it's when it's uh, translated means. Um, armored alchemist, I believe, or that's how Viz uh, translate originally translated the name. So we oh. have to make it a point to use the Japanese name here. True, like uh, uh, it's, it's just I remember reading like the first few chapters of it, and just uh, it didn't sit well with me. I didn't really like it. So well, I'll uh, give the, I'll give the I mean, anime a shot, but I, think I mean I, I have at least like a good a lot of a lot of stuff. The to thing watch. is, the thing is, it's the pedigree that will get it. It's it sales initially, and then whether or not it keeps it, yeah, it's going to come down to the story, I guess. But right now. It is from the creator of Roroni Kenshin, and that's going to help it quite a bit. Yeah. Do you have anything anything you're looking forward to, Austin, just before we uh, cut not, off? Not too much. Like, there's so much and so little time, as they say. I'm just yeah, much like gonna... in the segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a nice one. Anyway, but probably I'm going to look at Death Note and DeGreymon, probably. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'll be hit or miss whatever people are telling me I should watch. I'll watch and give it a try. Interesting. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a watch of a few of the titles I've already down. I've already taken a look at. Or mm-hmm. interesting that you know. mentioned uh, D. Grayman uh, recently on uh, this one, either MangaNews.net, which is a pretty much manga yeah, version yeah, of Anime yeah. Suki. Uh, there was apparently some fans who had noted that there was some plagiarizing of Death Note in the D. Grayman manga. Well, fans are talking about plagiarism everywhere. And yeah, but it, it now, seems, it's, it seems it's hard it's, to say where the line it's is. It's more common right. seemingly now. I mean, um, there was the whole issue with some uh, female mangaka how she ended up ripping off uh, one of the dunk no, no, not slam dunk. I don't think it was slam dunk. I think it was a it was the another title by the creator of slam dunk. Mm. But um, I just wanted to actually add one more series that's and, and this that's is the coming last out. Thing. Yeah, it's the last, last thing. It's okay. The last thing other than canon, awesome. All you listening must watch it. Uh, there's this series coming out called Sumomo Mo 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 Mo. It's nothing like a uh, which is just an odd, odd comedy. Its premise is somewhat like Ranma One Half ish. It's um, a da- uh, this daughter of this martial artist and 
son. And now the daughter wants to uh, pretty much have sex with the main character so she can have the strongest baby in the world. And um, sounds like this sounds like uh, Mabarajo. Yeah, that does um, sound uh, a bit. And uh, the main main male lead is just like uh, he, he quit doing martial arts altogether when he was a kid because he got his ass kicked protecting the the same girl who wants him. I will repeat and, that last comment. <laughs> and, and his, he wants to become a lawyer and stuff, and like there's there's just like wacky like. Uh, effects like when the some of the characters do like power-up moves like there's this uh glowing dragon for uh this the main main uh female lead and like this uh glowing snake for another character and it has a really really addictive opening and ending theme and for those who like aya hirano she voices a character in the series uh, that, that, that may uh that may pull it through well we'll we'll um uh we'll all of us i'm sure we'll watch various episodes various shows from the season to come and we'll check back with you with it all uh, towards the halfway point or the end of it, okay? Anyway, uh, that's that's it. Uh, we'll take the break. Be back with final insults in a couple seconds. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. You quickly want to mention one more show? Yeah, I wanted to mention uh, the Super Robot Wars anime. There's a TV series now being aired uh, for those who had watched the OVA and for those who now uh, have come across the, I believe it's a GBA title. Yeah, GBA video game from uh, Atlas. So, you know, there, there's a potential for that series to come here and it just looks really cool. I like the whole Super Robot Wars kind of games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just really wanted to get that out. That's cool. Give him a round of applause. Give Dean a round of applause. The rookie has survived his first episode. Dean, and you Dean, shouldn't clap. Dean, you know what your reward is? You get to lead off final insults, so hit it. Ooh, I really don't know what to say. I just First and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to uh, the members of my forum at the... Uh, well, members of the forum that I'm part of, Initial D World. It's, uh, the website address is idforums.net. As the title suggests, it's a Initial D forum, um, but it's a good one, and there's a lot of discussion there and there's a lot of uh, members that I'm um, friends with, especially moderators such as a uh, good buddy of mine uh, Nomake Wan and a few other posters but um, aside from that I just wanted to do uh, <clears throat> not much of an insult but I just wanted to say that canon is awesome. It's much better than the original. The uh, Actually the, the current one is uh, animated by Kyoto Animation who did Suzumiya Haruhi anim- uh, the, the did, anime Didn't they do Air as well? They, yeah, also, they, they also did the um, oh, Full Melt Panic uh, from Old Food yeah, and Second Raid. Like, I don't know. Uh, it took a whole lot of effort for me to watch the toy animation of uh, canon. I just really, really did not like the the eyes. It just The eyes really bugged me, and it took me like uh, um, a lot of effort to watch it. And I think, I think it might have been uh, from hearing uh, from you, Mike, about uh, how it was a really good, and I eventually sat down and watched it, and it's... For those who really have never heard of canon, it's sad girls plus snow equal the win. So, must be watched. All right. And there's 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 just a lot of stuff in the upcoming season that I'm looking forward to. Like, uh, <clears throat> uh, there's one series called Happiness, which is an H game to anime adaptation, which seems to be my forte. And the one that recently started airing uh, called Otome wa Boku ni Koishiteru, which... Uh, for those who know what the word trap is, main character is a trap. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's, if you, if you, sorry, if you've ever seen my, 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 me, 
uh, strawberry, strawberry eggs. eggs. It's pretty much about a guy who dresses up as a girl to be a student at a girl's school. And pretty much what a trap means is guy dressed up as a girl who actually looks like a girl. He's good looking or whatever. I think we, I think we told, I think we have a good sense of what this guy's like. <laughs> you willing to do the show again? Oh yeah, definitely. Cool. Just give me a call. No problem. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll get that chance somewhere along the line. So I have like one second. No, no, huh? no you can keep going. No, we'll, we'll go as long as we need to. Go ahead. Okay. Actually, I don't. I'm just winging this. I have no idea what to say other than the fact that this week I noticed again how much Dark Horse now owns my soul manga-wise. They're putting down some real quality stuff. I gotta admit that now. I've been looking at my buying habits and I have to say that they're bringing out the old stuff in Old Boy and in um, Crying Freeman and that they're now getting into their back catalog with the stuff from Ghost in the Shell, Appleseed and Gunsmith Cats. And then it's interesting how they're bringing out newer stuff with uh, Gunsmith Cats first. And it seems I have a nice smiley face over here looking at me. Did you want to say something, Dean? No, I'm just trying to get you to laugh, actually. <laughs> okay, anyway, go ahead, Mike. I'll say this much. Yeah. Um, if you're waiting for Oh My Goddess volumes, that's going to take a little while. I know. I, I That's killing my brother. I, I can't believe like that's the only thing with Dark Horse is some Kelser push Is that manga still ongoing? Yeah. Yeah, and they're going back to do the original volumes in proper format. Wow, which, it's like, it's what, 40 plus volumes now? It's going to take, well, it'll yeah. take 40 months for it to come it'll out. It'll take it. that much. Don't like, worry, is, I'm, it, is the manga in Japan coming close to an end? Or? I don't think so. I would say no. Wow, that manga must, Fuji must be something special. I mean, Fujishima needs the money. All I have to say is that it is a 40, journey from volume volumes. one to the <clears throat> most recent mm. volume. Otherwise, uh, yeah. anyway. if any volume you read, it's interesting because volume one is completely different art-wise from volume, say, 20. Well, of course. I mean, the years have passed. I mean... For one example, School Rumble, <clears throat> if you look at it when it initially started to where it is now, the art style has considerably improved. And that's another series I, I should have mentioned. School Rumble is awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Great, great, <laughs> great co- love comedy. <clears throat> Harima Kenji is the man. <laughs> okay, I guess it's my turn, right? Um, mine isn't an insult at all, and it's actually quite serious. So, <coughs> so just allow me a minute here. We mentioned periodically that a few of us here are sports fans. As many of you know by now, former Toronto Blue Jay and current New York Yankee pitcher Corey Lytle, along with flight instructor Tyler Stranger, were killed yesterday when their small plane apparently lost control and smashed into a 50-story condo in Manhattan. Lytle, for his short period in Toronto in 2003, was maybe mediocre at best. He did have a mixed reputation as being both blunt and competitive. Not necessarily a bad thing. In general, I guess, he was for the most part cordial, if not always sociable. I'm sure the images, although not to the same scope, are still haunting exactly five years and one month later. We shouldn't diminish the fact, though, that people are now left without loved ones and others without a home. We joke around that this show is patterned after a show uh, after a sports talk show called Primetime Sports up here in Canada and that okay, I myself and that I myself try to imitate its host Bob McCowan. I considered his coverage of the events yesterday one of his finest hours in taking things from both a sporting sense and the big picture considering things like sports and anime are just distractions. Distractions that are okay to give into but not okay to give yourself to. If you have the chance, go to fan590.com and download the, the Primetime Sports episode for October 11th. 
Our prayers go out to the Lytle and Stranger families for their losses. And that's it for this edition. If you're interested in sending us an email or listening to past episodes, please do so. The information is coming up. Good night and good luck, and join us again in a few weeks for another edition of the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to send an email to roundtable at thecomicden.com. Also, please check the show's official home at www.thecomicden.com for show info, past episodes, and directions to the store in Mississauga, Ontario, now celebrating 27 years in business. The Anime Roundtable is a production of Mike Nicholas, copyright 2006.